So yeah, the uh, red light therapy. I want to. I just want to just <laughs> talk about the concept of red light therapy. Uh, no, my wife has one, and it looks like a beat machine, like a little beat programming machine. It's like a little brick um, with the little like cuts in it, and it's and it's uh, the red the red light stuff. Um, I I like to say that I've over the years I've gotten really. Um, open-minded with like trying new things like oh i'll try that i'll try that you know and just especially like kind of like homeopathic stuff um and, and all that the uh red light therapy i still haven't really done i've done like a couple cycles of it but i don't think i was very patient with it um what am i missing ben uh what kind of are you just doing like a jew for a you know like commercial product yeah, I don't know. I don't know That's the brand. I don't. Yeah, I don't actually know the brand. The one that she got, but it's um. Yeah, it's like a little brick. It looks like an old ass like cell phone from like the um, from like the eighties. Oh, here got we go. it. Yeah. So let me see. Oh. Let me uh, let me take. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to you. So they got like this one right here, right? Oh, nice. Guess, okay. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I gotta I gotta start doing it again. Um, do you notice anything? Good. It's good. She loves it. So she says she says she loves it's it. It's Rolling Rolling Stone approved. I mean, they really I, Rolling, Rolling Stone formally approved it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they did. They Until had a, uh, they had a shopping guide, right? Which which of the red light therapy devices should you buy? FDA they ran back in June, and yeah, they were all up on it then. And then uh, the other day, like the minute that it was, it became embraced by uh, right wing white men. It just became like uh, junk science. And yeah. Which is, you know, if I know that's so true. It's like women make everything more expensive when they get into it. You know, like that's one thing they do. And then like white guys make it all racist. Yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby. I can't do that shit. And I'll never vote because I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? We love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint. Job on a whip, who you with? You know, those yeah, it's like they, they turn against it, even though it was fine when Gwyneth Paltrow was going on a on a coop, right? They mm -hmm. turn against it like the second you know, like anyone on the right uh, becomes interested in it. It's just you know, all, all polit uh, political discourse these days is just pure contrarianism, and you know that mm -hmm. shines through here, and it just yeah. Kind of yeah, the person I don't like did this, even though I don't necessarily have a problem with this. And actually, I kind of agree with this. However, the person I hate loves it. Therefore, I hate it. Yo, I'm so glad we're getting <laughs> right into this because that's the heart of like, Ben, I, I know I don't speak just for myself, but you hit the nail on so much of this shit. How, especially when you're talking about like, uh, like, you know, now it's like right wing to be hippie. And now it's like, you know what I mean? And now it's... It, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you had that tweet and talking about that shit, and it was so because I've seen this. You know, I've been in this shit for like a decade, better part of a decade now. And that back then, everyone was just based and getting along, and now it's like if yeah. you don't believe Pfizer, you're 
your like right wing or something you know it's totally, just, yeah yeah, yeah. like this yeah, is I mean, not our hill to die on guys like how yeah. people always say that it's you like, like la yeah. la 2015 you yes. could uh you could yes. have like an anti-vax spark out with any person in that city and yes. they would agree with you just intuitively or they thought of you as like your different kind of neighbor you know it wasn't yeah like, they, yeah it wasn't this nefarious, not even that different like, like yeah. that was just kind of uh that's kind of typical you know like they're the you know okay they they go out to uh Ojai for uh sound baths and you know chanting retreats like this is totally shout out Ojai. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah no it, it's so true now you know of course I, I i hopefully the audience knows you by now i, I don't see why they wouldn't but we're talking to the uh the great benjamin braddock who we've done in my opinion two incredible episodes with already uh somebody i very much enjoy talking to uh, mm -hmm. online and and on the podcast uh thing and hopefully in real life one day maybe we can go get some dude we gotta like we got to just really like, like we could start a compound. Like you'd be a compound. Guy. I was, uh, yeah, I was actually thinking that we should uh, have some kind of big sir retreat. Oh, uh, don't uh, even, uh, don't tempt what, me. I what's need the one. name of it. It's the something Institute. Esalen. Esalen. Yeah. yeah. Let's mob, mob up and <laughs> that'd be tight. Yeah. We need some to mescaline in Esalen. Yeah. Esalen's had all, dude. Terrence McKenna was mobbing back. They, they had everyone all throughout the ages, dude. It's like, yeah. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but ben, make it happen. But, but Ben is now a lot. You you came on the show probably like two months ago. It feels like that or something like that. Lots changed since then, has it not? You're Pretty kinda, much, yeah. Yeah, you've yeah, got that's... you've got you're you're dipping your toes in different field. You're becoming you're becoming mainstream. I mean, I, well, I would say you know it actually started back in April when uh, when the trailer dropped for the uh, End of Men documentary that yeah. I was uh, featured in, uh, yeah. mm -hmm. done by uh, Tucker Carlson originals uh and what were you I'll, doing in that trailer uh <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what yeah, there's a there's there's a, a juve you know that's the there's the irradiation of the balls and this kind of thing right. uh that's kind of the you know fun meme part of it uh, you know people became very fixated on like the testicle part of the red light exposure always uh -huh. and uh yeah i mean i i had uh the washington post uh, like reached out to me and was like, are you aware only one study has been done on this? And I was like, yeah, but you know, there's, there's a lot many. of other studies. Like, you know, this is not something that, uh, that we're spending a lot of uh, research money uh, studying. Unfortunately, we're uh, allocating those federal dollars to creating new strains of COVID in labs that uh, kill like yeah. eighty percent of the mice that it infects. Yeah, what? Ah, <laughs> yeah. uh, dude. You know, I, yeah, look, I just saw that the other day. That's bait. That feels like bait to me. Like, not saying it didn't happen, but like yeah. they're like, you know, that. Come on, yeah. It's, the uh, problem is like labs all over the country are working on this stuff. God, you know, so yeah. it's like imagine like everything that was going on in Wuhan that. You know, in, two, in 2015, there was an Italian science program that uh, that actually ran a episode on the Wuhan lab and how it was a, a dangerous threat because of the kind of uh, research they it's were doing. It's a bad, with. don't to go. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah they're yeah. taking bat coronaviruses, but they're splicing them onto HIV and other things and like trying to figure out how you crank SARS up to Ebola scale destruction, right? Yeah, and I, I well, love like, this thing is a really like, bad idea, you know, and like, you know. Yeah. And how there were problems with like the French came in to build it, but the Chinese were like, no, our construction guys will handle it. And it was going so bad that the French left early because like none of the, mm -hmm. none of the people working on the project were comfortable with continuing and having their name attached to that. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, so the French left, they just up and quit and left China. And so they left like the Chinese to finish uh, the lab. And like, it was already a controversy in France to even do this uh, among the biomedical uh, research community because they, they were just like, no, the Chinese can't handle uh, the type of pathogens that they're trying to work with. And um, we shouldn't build this lab for them. But it was also the time of the financial crisis. And, you know, if you remember, uh, France was really strapped for cash. They had like a, a 90% income tax on the highest brackets. All the wealthy people were, uh, were just getting out of there and giving up French citizenship, uh, all of this stuff. So the government, you know, was like, all right, you pay us this much and we'll like export the technology. So Jeez. they, uh, you know, th this gets started in Wuhan and then, uh, gain of function research in the United States being recognized as dangerous was paused. There was a moratorium placed on it during the Obama administration, mm -hmm. but it wasn't a moratorium on the actual funding of these projects. It was a moratorium on where the projects could take place. So, you know, outside of the United States, uh, th that was a loophole. Yeah. Right? Just the way Congress had phrased it is like, you can't do this research in the United States. And so, uh, you know, Tony Fauci being like the Robert Moses of uh, of the medical establishment took, you know, the billions of dollars that he was in charge of allocating and, uh, you know, took a chunk of that and was funding uh, EcoHealth Alliance and uh, Ralph Barrick and, and all the work that was going on at Wuhan. So, you know, I know a lot of people wanted to blame just the Chinese, but really it was just, uh, you know, the Chinese were hosting uh, yeah, right. work, and a lot of it was being driven by American and British scientists. So 100%. it was and uh, like maybe not to get too far off topic because I do want to get back to the D Tucker documentary. But like, do you, what do you think about the Fort Detrick stuff? Because why is it so either or, in my opinion? Yeah. Like, when yeah, people yeah, say yeah. like, like, oh, it was either from here or from there, and that's like, OK, if you're a right winger, you're going to say okay. China. If you're yeah. a communist, you say Fort Detrick, you know, and there's there are, there, you know, there's actually enough there there that you could run with a Fort Detrick theory. And this is what makes uh, getting to the bottom of things so difficult. Uh, you know, whether it's like the Manson murders, the Kennedy assassination, whatever, there's actually a lot of a uh, lot of highly plausible competing um, hypotheses for what actually went down. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the neither the American government nor the Chinese government has any interest in the full truth coming out, because if that comes out, then they both end up looking bad. Right. Eyes. But um you know, for Fort Detrick, uh, the two big things that kind of are, are hints uh, that something, you know, nefarious might have happened. And this, of course, was picked up by the Chinese and, you know, they ran with it as, you know, this was the real origin was uh, I think it was August of 2019. There was a problem where the uh, water that was coming out of the labs, like the wastewater, you know, mm -hmm. going down the sinks was not being uh, pr properly sterilized before it was uh, being flushed out into the general you know, yeah. sewage system or whatever uh, they have up there. So normally there are steam distillation units that take the wastewater and turn it to steam and, you know, recondense right. it and flushes out. But uh, those were not functioning. And so it wasn't being distilled. It was just like flowing out. 
So uh, I think it was it was like FDA or one of the other regulatory authorities comes in and shuts down the uh, the labs there. Mm-hmm. And at right around the same time, there was an outbreak of a mysterious respiratory disease at uh, Green Springs Nursing Home in Fairfax County, Virginia, which uh, is about, I think I looked it up on Google Maps once. It was about an hour and 15 minute drive from, from uh, Fort Detrick. And Damn. that was a, that ripped through that nursing home the way that COVID would the spring after. Like, I think out of like 70 residents infected, it killed like nine, right? So this was a pretty lethal uh, pathogen, whatever was going through there. And they took samples from the patients and sent them down to CDC. And the CDC tested them against like every known uh, respiratory pathogen that was like known to be circulating. And it came up negative for everything. So it's like they didn't know exactly what it was, but it's also unclear (laughs) if the CDC bothered to run like a full genetic sequence of whatever it was. (laughs) Of course. And I, I really doubt that they did it because if you looked at what, uh, at how they were operating in the early months of the pandemic, like they, they tried to create their own COVID test and, uh, it was contaminated because they were working in like a basement lab in Atlanta and you know, there's like cross contamination and all these other problems. It's like, yeah, the CDC is really janky. So yeah, that's funny that, that, that it ends up ironically being sanitation issues that leaks of lab made virus. And when really all we talk about is like how sanitation got rid of some infectious diseases. Their place doesn't have good sanitation or water sterilization. Yes. So this is why I don't believe it was a simple leak though, because uh, SARS leaks have happened before. Yep. and labs in Asia. Um, and you can actually kind of know a lot uh, about certain countries and their institutions by how each one responded to these lab leaks. So in Singapore, there was a, uh, a case where I think one lab worker, I think, got infected with SARS because of, uh, you know, skipping a step or something. You know, they didn't adhere fully to the uh, safety protocols. And that incident resulted in the uh, legislature of Singapore convening like special hearings to get to the bottom of exactly what happened and passing legislation immediately that prevented any future accidents of, of that nature. They took it very seriously. They responded, uh, you know, they, they fixed the, uh, the vulnerability. And then the next one, I think, was in uh, I think there were like two in Taiwan. Uh, and in those cases, the government responded fairly well. Uh, I don't think there was, there might've been household transmission in one case. Uh, but you know, it was one of those things where it wasn't reported as immediately as in Singapore, but it was, it was within a day or two. So they responded to that pretty quickly and pretty effectively. And then there was China where there were several, uh, cases where lab workers became infected with SARS and they hit it because, you know, how things work under uh, a communist system like that and within that cultural context is uh, you don't want to lose face. So right. you, you kind of try to sweep Optics. over your mistakes and hope nothing bad happens. 
And in the cases in mainland China, I think in at least two of the spillovers, there was onward transmission, including like one case where it some train passengers got sick because like a lab worker or the family member of a lab worker had traveled. Um, but the thing you notice about pretty much all lab leaks is that they tend to burn themselves out pretty quickly, including when Marburg first broke out uh, in, a, in a batch of infected monkeys that were being used to make vaccines. Uh, they were shipped in and sent to three labs, two in Germany and one in uh, Yugoslavia. And there were outbreaks of Marburg virus in each of those uh, each of those labs among the workers. Uh, I think maybe in a couple cases, like some family members may have gotten sick, but I don't think sick enough to actually, uh, you know, start bleeding out of their eyes, ears, and you know wherever. Uh, and so that's like one of the worst lab leak accidents uh, that there has been. And still, you know, it didn't really get beyond close contacts of people who work directly in the lab. Now, there was a incident in the Soviet Union where there was an anthrax leak from uh, from the bioweapons center in a city that I'm not even going to pronounce the name because I know the, uh, the Russians will roast me. So, uh, you, but you can look that up. And that, that ended up... Uh, we don't know how many people were actually killed from that because the the Soviet government covered it up, but uh, you know I think the death toll was uh, over a hundred. So that's uh, but that was a case where like the uh, factory that was making the anthrax, like I think, literally had like anthrax coming out of the roof or something, like spreading over the countryside. So that's that's not like a normal lab leak. That's like a uh, an industrial disaster, <laughs> but um, what what did cause uh, a lab leak that did cause a ongoing pandemic was uh, the 1977 Russian flu epidemic. Yes, in that case, uh, that was a they were trying to make a flu vaccine, and they were using a live virus that was weakened, but they didn't weaken it enough. Mm-hmm. And they injected it in a bunch of soldiers, uh, you know, as test subjects. And so that uh, variant of the flu de-attenuated and, you know, it was a pretty nasty uh, flu strain. And so it sparked a global pandemic that killed, uh, I think the estimate's about 750,000 people. So Rock. I think what actually went, went on in Wuhan is that uh, that they were trying to create a SARS vaccine mm. and then it was improperly attenuated. Uh, they injected it into some prisoners or some conscripts uh, that it de-attenuated and that it spread through Hubei province all throughout 2019. And we, we know that something was spreading much earlier than the official timeline for COVID yep. because um, in, I think it was about March or April of 2019, a open source Intel group out of Australia started noticing that there was a lot of contracts and requisitions being filled in Hubei province for PCR testing equipment no, uh, coming from the, uh, the PLA military hospital there, coming from one of the government uh, veterinary institutions, some of the research hospitals, and then later in the summer, Wuhan Institute of Virology itself. <laughs> and... You know, there's also satellite data that shows that some of the hospitals in Wuhan were uh, were getting like unusual amounts of traffic 
uh, I think, uh, late August onward. So something was happening and, and, you know, the way these deattenuating viruses work is they can spread and they can be mild for a while and they keep kind of spreading around. And then they, uh, they finally, you know, jump through like a gatekeeping mutation and they revert back to like an original really hot form. And I think that's, that's what happened, uh, in Wuhan. And I think the, uh, you know, the seafood market was like an instance of, you know, where, um, you know, people are just in, you know, these filthy conditions and all of that, like the Wuhan seafood market might've been where the mutation broke out, or maybe the people who were, uh, were dropping like flies in November, December in Wuhan, uh, maybe they had been given an experimental rushed vaccine that caused antibody dependent enhancement. Fuck. Hmm. That's and we know that actually it was circulating in uh, in Italy in September of 2019 because there was a lung cancer study done in Milan that uh, took uh, samples of lung tissue of cancer patients. And they went back later because they had the samples archives uh, in a freezer and they tested them for COVID and they were coming back. You know, they, I think they had at least nine uh, cases where people had antibodies to SARS-CoV-2 in their lung tissue from hmm. September of 2019. Fuck. Um, yeah. Damn. So, and there's there's wastewater studies, uh, samples that are taken and archived so that researchers can go back. You know, if there's an outbreak six months from now, you can go back and it's like, all right, let's pull out, uh, you know, October 2022 and see if there was, if this virus was circulating then. And sure enough, you look at uh, Spain, Italy, France, uh, fall 2019, it was already there. Yeah. So, uh, Anyways, back to your testicles. Uh, the uh, in, in this in this documentary, so it, it the it's the end of men, right? And it's and it's out. You can watch it. Um, it the tra- I remember when the trailer happened and people just memeing it, but now the documentary comes out, right? And Rolling Stone runs runs a piece on you. Well, with with you in there, you know, as as part of the the thing, and and it's very funny oh, because Rolling remember- Stone, Stephen Colbert did a segment. That's uh, right, yeah. New York Times front page. It's like it was. I was, you know, all this has caused me to have uh, several nervous breakdowns because, yeah, how oh, how, how bad? If you don't mind talking about like like because I I think about that too. Like where it's like <laughs> the, the next day I like wake up and I'm like, what the fuck? Like just people are like hitting me up from real life. Like what? Um, like how bad did it get? It gets, I mean, it gets really bad when like your normie friends are posting screenshots on Instagram. Mm. <laughs> you know, <dude. laughs> but uh, it's, it was, uh, yeah, I, I just felt schizophrenic there for a while. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, dude. Yeah. And I uh, stayed holed up in the house with, uh, with a rifle waiting for the uh, UN peacekeepers to roll in. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Those things said, actually, probably the, the the creepiest thing that's happened out of all of this is um, the extremism researchers publishing white papers. <laughs> there's like some like center for, you know, Internet extremism or something. It's like a, a it's based out of King's College in the UK. And, you know, everybody who works there, you, you scroll through their Twitter feeds and like they're going to like NATO conferences on terrorism and all of this stuff. And they did this article on how like the raw foods movement could yeah. become like the next um, like eco terrorist front. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, it's like it's it, it is weird to see your name like uh, you know they quoted from uh, an essay I wrote 
talking about raw eggs, right? Raw egg nationalism and how, you know, what we're against is uh, this globalist paradigm where um, quality constantly decreases, right? And that's, that's how we're picking up gains, right? We've kind of maximized our, uh, our economic innovation. So now it's like, all right, how can you cram more chickens into a filthy, dark, uh, longhouse and get them to produce eggs? Like, you know, how do you get more of them in there and how do you feed them less and how do you feed them more garbage? You know, stuff like, uh, mm. you know, pigs are now being fed like waste products from uh, candy factories, right? And so there was this uh, worker at one of them who had posted some videos on TikTok of the food coming in and, you know, being fed to the pigs. And they didn't even take the plastic wrappers off of oh, this food. It was like God. basically like, like food that was spoiled or like didn't meet, you know, regulatory standard or something like that that couldn't be sold in a grocery store. Um, bread, candy, just variety of stuff. <laughs> pigs are just crushing Werther's. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, yeah, they're not taking ones. it out of the plastic bags. It's packaged. Yeah. And well, it goes so, back to that thing. It goes back to the thing we were yeah, talking about. The hippies, microplastics you know? in my pork. Like if I if I don't like microplastic being in my pork, and you know, pigs, a highly intelligent animal, being brutalized and a carnival of horrors. Like if I don't like that, I'm some kind of terrorist to these people. Yeah. It's it's psychotic. Yeah. I mean, these, these people are actually in full-blown psychosis. Uh, oh, yeah. It's an institution. It's, it is a cathedral. Be, yeah, they belong in institutions. They are in, they are in the wrong institutions. They need to get out of the institutions that, uh, that govern our societies, and they need to be put into mental institutions. And what's funny is if you, you show any normal person footage of a pig eating wrapped candy oh yeah they would be they'd be like this sucks yeah. i never want to eat that again you know there's a reason and, that yeah. those farms like have security to keep people away and, and there's a security reason and they, ag gag yeah. laws you know about the yeah. laws right the and there's answer. a reason you know they talk about like well you know they're the immigrants are doing the jobs that americans won't do that you americans can't get those jobs because they would never be hired into those places because they speak english and can talk and have cell you know <laughs> yeah. smartphones and all of this stuff yeah it's a lot easier to, you know, bring in an underclass of like Guatemalans that you can terrorize yeah. and keep chained up in shipping containers yeah. um, that aren't going to say anything. They're just like eating the candy and laughing with the pigs. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> the uh, no, I, yeah, they're probably that, being they're probably being uh, fed the same. Uh, the yeah, same it's just like it's fine. I don't know it's, what it's, you're saying. I mean, yeah, the just, thing about it is, to, like, it, it really gets me. Uh, you know, talking about how how much the uh the left has changed and all and like has gotten away from you know kind of traditional liberalism is the fact that uh, now the left you know and, and the liberals are celebrating uh mass migration which you know is a driver of these working conditions yeah right like they think it's they seem to think it's a good thing that honduras is this violent place that uh that people have to run away from and they don't seem that it would be a good thing to uh you know to help honduras uh fix its security situation so that people don't have to flee their homes uh right. and so, and work yeah. in a uh and work in a pork farm in iowa uh you know they they just cheer this stuff on you know without any thought and it's uh it's it's insane to, to witness because I mean, you know, the, 
the no one's no one's benefiting from mass migration except for uh, the big money people. A hundred percent. And like, you know, I, I guess to spin that around um, on like a right to like for the right wing tip, that's the thing I've kind of. I, you know, this, that's kind of the thing I've had a beef with, with them as far as like, yeah, like I'm, I don't, I'm not for open borders at all, but like, why, like go, why is it so against your principles to go after the companies that hire these people? Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's kind of like, they don't uh, want to interfere. Like it's free markets. It's like, no, that's not what that is. You know what I mean? It's this thing that goes on though, where people like blame kind of normal people for problems caused by politicians. I mean, I got, I posted a clip, no comment added to it just a clip of uh uh free bird being performed by leonard skinnard in oakland in 1977 oh yes <laughs> and yeah i mean i got this dm talking about how i was scum because those degenerates in the crowd uh were the people who led to things being bad today and i'm like oh, i don't see yeah. i don't see bill clinton or ronald reagan or barack obama in that crowd right it's just a bunch of people vibing and having fun but that's what's happened is like the they have successfully shifted the blame for our problems onto the boomers, right? So like, you know, the the 65-year-old couple that lives next door to me, I'm supposed to blame those people yeah. for the way things yeah. are because somehow like the boomers are these like evil people. And I mean, I, I look at this, I'm like, you guys need to get out and, uh, and talk to more people in real life right. because actually these are some of the sweetest, coolest people and I'd rather hang out with them than, <laughs> than you guys. You know, what that rem- you know what that reminds me? Did you see the Susan Sarandon post the video of the homeless encampments? Did you see that? I did. It's, it's exactly like it's just like the Leonard Skinner thing where it's no comment, just the video of like her driving around in her car or whatever, just, you know, encampment after encampment. And all the comments were like, how could you post this? How could you like just literally just pointing out the problem, <laughs> like not even editorializing or anything, yeah. you know, and everyone like turning on her like all. Which is fun. I'm not like for or against Susan Sarandon, Dude. you know. It's like I'm not. No, but it's funny like that a- like it's still funny that do you ever see that post in the wild? And like I know people, I've heard people say this in real life. Like people that still think like Susan Sarandon got Trump elected. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. telephone people will be like, and, exactly. And, uh, like whenever like a law like kind of steps on abortion a little bit, someone will go, "Are you happy, Susan Sarandon?" <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. that people say that. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Are you, like the people with all the like weird K hive stuff on. It's insane. because she said because she said on one of those late night shows she's like she was like so what if trump gets elected maybe it'll speed shit up like that's that's all you know what i mean and everyone's like oh she's you know, like, like like courtesy arvin dude yeah exactly she's, like, she's yeah. just like an accelerationist like yeah. just we gotta this will be the perfect candidate for it all to go down on like it's just that it's funny yeah. but um yeah I, I mean back to what you're saying about like i i you know i'm around people who don't who think i like would be crazy for you know not using fluoride it, trying not to use fluoride products, right? Fluoridated products and um, really caring about the water I drink, reverse osmosis and things like that. Like, and try, uh, people would look at you as like straight up insane. And now there's, instead of like, I, I don't mind if people look at me insane, but when there's like that, you're evil type mm-hmm. thing attached to it, like that's what actually like, it kind of hurts, you know? Cause yep. you're like, you know, I'm not. 
like taste the water it's good like you know what i mean like try it like and they look at you like a serpent operating them the fucking apple and garden so can i just say how i love how dental dental pilled you are you're like you're inspiring to me dude. my teeth feel I, phenomenal I, dude i got some cavities i need to work on man I've, i i, 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 I still have me. two and they feel good like it's yeah. that's the thing like i like the dentist i got a cleaning and the dentist was like hey so here's some more work we could do i'm always like i'll hit you up dude yeah, you yeah. Know? like <laughs> i and i and i'm uh like like i said i try to avoid that i paid dude i paid 30 plus dollars for toothpaste mouthwash and floss combo but i'm in heaven yeah all right so here's a question what's that if we can get into crystals for a second i just uh, no, no absolutely not ben you know we hate crystals Let's on this fucking show. Go. of course yeah. so dude. what on. if instead of like gold caps or silver caps or whatever they're using to cap teeth what if we were using like crystals to cap moldavite and it would look <laughs> sick yeah it would it look, would sick. look yeah. sick you would have yeah. like you know whatever crystal energy like radiating into your pineal gland yeah you know, right above the roof of your mouth i think dude, we i've just, seen i think we just became millionaires I'm dude there's this alternative either. i still i don't know like this one's kind of tough but there's like these like alternative dentists you ever seen the ones that like bang weird like sound bars near your teeth and shit like have you seen that Whoa. one it's weird dude it's like this weird vibration thing that they like i don't know i that one i'm like okay but like do I already like what if if I bring like just some rotten ass teeth to you? Can is it does it work? You know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I, so I wonder like the impact of it. But uh, no, I, dude, like an amethyst crown. Oh my gosh, yeah, on oh, my tooth that would go hard. Oh, and yeah, like the root canals, dude. Like I, my wife has this, this thing she's always talked about that she's like she'll never get a root canal. Ever. That's Mercola, dude. That's Mercola root. Oh, right there, dude. All right, fucking... found the culprit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. straight up, dude. Yeah, I, will, yeah. I will say, my brother-in-law's parents—they uh, they both had cases of cancer, and they went to a uh, a doc uh, alternative doctor over in Reno. Oh, well, they first, have the most over there. Yeah, first thing first, this uh, this doctor is like, all right. Uh, I see you have these old fillings. We need to get these replaced. Yeah. And that was uh, that was one of those red pills for me because, like, I wasn't quite there on cancer. Yeah. You know, oh, I, was, yeah. I was thinking, like, okay, like, you know, that's probably when you, you know, like chemo and radiation might be the way to go, you know, blah, blah, blah. And for both of them to have their cases fully resolved just with, uh, you know, yeah. woo-woo stuff. I was like, all right, I'm fully sold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally not flossing is like heart attack fuel, basically. Yeah. Like it's you will like literally have a heart attack if you're fucking don't floss. Like I I'm telling you right now, that's gonna like I mean, obviously, can you ever isolate it to that? I don't I think you can a little bit, but like because usually not everyone's eating the way they should either. But you know, it's it's uh yeah, well, that, I think I think the problem with the capping was was that uh like bacteria was being trapped or something, and it was yeah, totally like, the immune system can't really get to it there and all of this so it becomes this uh, well and also the the bad bacteria thrive off of, they need heavy metals as like a backbone to to grow is like a yes. kind of it's like a, and it's also a shield for from their from our immune system yeah so plus you of, can just get kind of like a, a slow gradual heavy metal poisoning exactly which, yeah. you know, does not help when you're talking about cancer no uh all right yeah. so red lights red lights we, we ready to get into it Let's do, light, it, let's do it, dude. Let's do it. Red lights. Right. Um, okay. I mean, you know, I know you still had some 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 takes about being featured as a red light guy because the Rolling Stone article was so. F I mean, I laughed, but like I was just kind of shaking my head. Honestly, it made you sound really cool to my eyes. You know, yeah. the way they were saying like this guy whose name is obviously has to be from the graduate. That's still my favorite. Like just like great detective work there, <laughs> and um, you know the. the 
like I just I, right, was so I, gotta, I gotta ask the which Rolling Stone article because it's been three of them. Well, you posted screen what? cap, and I well <laughs> the one that had you and uh, and Mel in there because like okay, I like okay, I'm, that's fan, like, I'm fan. The, the I'm, eight I'm most fans absurd both, moments. So. Yeah. Yeah, shout out Tiger Lily. Like, yeah, the same. That was that was cool seeing that. Like, I'm like, ah, I'm down to get get these people some publicity. Fuck it. Like, yeah, I mean, they, you know, one thing was they said is like, no amount of raw eggs, cold showers, and bullets through jugs of canola oil will remove microplastics from the environment, <laughs> regulate PFAS use in commercial product, or fund studies on endocrine disruption. <laughs> right? And it's like, well, you know, like we actually support all of those things. Exactly. Clear about yeah. it. It's just that we're <laughs> like individuals out here in the wild and it's like, all right, do I need to wait uh, until the government does all of these things? Or do I yes. need to like start trying to take care of myself now? Because I've learned that the government uh, doesn't care about me. They care about the special interest. Yeah. And also like the people that always think like, Oh, you're like making it look so cringe. You know how people like say that too. It's like you you'll make it look so cringe, like shooting through the canola oil. Like, what are we performance art? It's like, why is it bad when we do marketing? You know, for our takes. Like, why is it bad? But like, literally, you will sit there and watch anything on TV, and there's like ten different pharmaceutical ads. You know, all that stuff. But it's like you guys can't have a fun time like shooting canola oil as like a as like kind of. I don't want to say it's an advertisement, but I want to you know. It's not a common activity among friends, I don't think. Like, like that you just meet up and do. But, but if even if it is for like a commercial, you know, what I'm saying, or for anything to draw light on something, like why is that bad? If like we do it, you know, like that's 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 what I that's what I don't like because we're bad. That's the thing. It's like we're, you know, literally anything we do is just it becomes evil. Uh, yeah, I, I and a, I get it. Like you have to realize, like these people will never like you. You know, like it's they'll, they'll never like people that these people get paid to actually hate you. You know what I mean? And like the Rolling Stone, I, the the ivermectin stuff was like, just think about that. That wasn't that long ago. That was one of like the worst. I, I don't know about worst, but like it was one of the like biggest, most egregious mistakes in journalism ever. There was the fake ivermectin hospitals overwhelming story. Oh, from, yeah. Was it yeah. Oklahoma? I want to say Oklahoma and uh, and Kentucky. And, you know, I, I dug into those stats and uh it was something like nine calls for ivermectin and keep in mind like they're recording calls they're not recording actual like mm. clinical things that are going on so it's more like uh somebody like ate an entire tube of horse based and then their stomach was upset and so they call poison control uh just to ask what to do mm. not you know this was not they they were not the metric wasn't like people who were actually uh like having ivermectin toxicity issues yeah uh, which can happen if it's uh in very rare cases when someone has blood brain barrier dysfunction uh and they take an extremely high dose of mm -hmm. not just ivermectin but like they you know people like that are sensitive to a huge range of medications it's like you know medications are normally developed with the understanding that people have a blood brain barrier and so uh that keeps a lot of uh, medications out of the brain. And so uh, right. you know, we're talking about like a, a tiny group of people who have a issue that, you know, right. It was not a, it was not this like genocide. Not of the American, yeah, yeah. Not a generalizing. Cause I mean, this is something we've, you know, Jimmy Carter uh, has spent decades making sure that every African child can have a dose of ivermectin so they don't get river blindness. Does that mean that we now have to consider that uh, Jimmy Carter may may be like genociding Africa? Because if ivermectin is harmful, there is 
something problematic about administering billions of doses to Africans. Yeah. So, well, and, and literally like, if you add, like, you have to get like deep online for any like COVID weirdo to like even know actually what ivermectin is. Like they'll be like, yeah, I get it. It's this, 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 and this, but you still, it's still not, you know, there, most people think it's just horse shit, like horse dewormer. Like they're like, Oh, Tucker Carlson, Trump voters take horse dewormer. It's like this family guy South park thing where they pick a bunch of words and just make like a thing out of it. And that's where this, that's like the, the people, the most infuriating part of trying to is is that you always know more than the person that's shrieking at you. You always know more. Your your case is more coherent. It's way it's way more rooted in your brain rather than just on this like surface level sizzling, you know, like an egg or something. <laughs> like like yeah, just like I mean, uh, I, ivermectin yeah. usage was either in people who had spent uh, hundreds of hours like combing through papers online and people who were like, "There's this thing at the feed store that'll help me get better." yeah it's once again like the the high iq low iq alliance against the midwits uh but back to the poison control thing you know i I looked it up and it was like nine cases like calls that had been made and i then compared it to that state's uh how many calls they got for tylenol calls for tylenol were like over four thousand. Oh, off the hook and that's that's something that actually people die uh not it you know it's not unheard of at all like most uh most er doctors have seen cases of it uh where people have taken too much tylenol and they go into liver failure and interestingly you know one of the ways one of the only ways that you could get another drug not even a drug it's it's a antioxidant but it, it can be delivered like a drug is uh in acetylcysteine nac and- NAC and it has a hugely beneficial impact on the lungs, the liver, uh, and it's what hospitals give you in an IV if you have uh, uh, Tylenol poisoning, because it's such a powerful uh, liver antioxidant that it it literally protects the liver from the damage and stops the stops the liver failure and turns it around. Yeah, uh, I, have a, I have a friend who's a doctor. I had suggested uh, in a case where there was a uh, tuberculosis infection in a teenager following COVID infection, like a month before the guy had like lesions. He was coughing up blood. I mean, he was, he was in really bad. I mean, he was coughing up liters of blood. It was, it was horrific. And uh, I had suggested, well, why don't, you know, the guy's circling the drain, like try and hit. Yeah. yeah, Why not try something? Just throw the, throw the kitchen sink at him. And uh, yeah, so they, they tried to uh, inhaled in acetylcysteine and guess what? It worked. You know, the guy stabilized and recovered. Yeah. Uh, so that along with, I think, an asthma steroid, I think that was like a combo that really helped. And that was tuberculosis. Well, those two things also work really well for COVID, but hospitals wouldn't give them. Uh, they were afraid to give uh, the asthma inhaled steroids like budesonide because it wasn't on the NIH uh, list of recommended treatments for COVID. Even though we know like from routine asthma use that it's really effective at stopping inflammation in the lungs, Uh, but it's not a systemic steroid. So it doesn't overly blunt the immune response. So it doesn't keep your immune system from uh, taking out the virus. Uh, So it kind of works to, uh, you know, just calm things down enough to where, uh, you don't start having lung damage and some of the other things that can happen in severe COVID. 
So they wouldn't administer that. Uh, and the other thing too was they were afraid to give uh, inhaled medications because when you exhale, there's a uh, an aer- there's aerosol, mm. and so they were afraid that it was going to like put more COVID out into the room. So basically, uh, because the doctors and nurses were scared of catching COVID, uh, they would minimize treatments that would help the patient, but might uh, increase uh, the likelihood of COVID transmission. Yeah. The and they sold it as we need to protect the frontline. Yeah. Workers. They sold it as yeah. like these drugs yeah. don't work. Even we'll though stayed close to protect teachers. Remember that? Yeah. 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 Oxford, yeah. Oxford did a study uh, on budesonide and showed that there was a, I think a 90% reduction in mortality. Uh, and that was one of those things too. We could have just sent out an inhaler to everybody in the country and called it a day. Uh, or better yet, like a tabletop nebulizer and just let them. That's know, the craziest psyop is that yeah. all the people that are blamed for not caring about COVID actually had all the answers that could solve this in literally 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And all the people that freaked out the hardest well, kept it. It was, it's a law of attraction yeah, thing simple, is what it is. It was you know? a simple, <laughs> cheap fix. We, yeah. could have, we could have drastically reduced the mortality rate. We could, probably could have done it for under $10 billion all in, not, you know, Ten trillion dollars. All day. Probably spend on it. Yeah. So the uh, the other thing that was with the with the NAC. So the one way you could get NAC if you went to the hospital, and it got to where I was telling people like you might want to tell them that you uh, that you just took like twenty Tylenol accidentally or something. Oh uh, man, you know like yeah. it was getting to the point and during the Delta wave when people were having to come up with ways to scam the doctors into giving them the treatments that they needed. So it was like, all right, this is this COVID medication. This is what the hospital will actually give it for. They won't give it for COVID, but they'll give it for these other things. So if you can like make it, you had to be like like a junkie. You had to be like a junkie. Yeah. Yeah, You had to to be like a junkie and lie to the doctor, you know, (laughs) it's like, like, this is this, this is the state of healthcare at this point where you have to, you have to behave like a heroin addict in order to get proper care. It's, it's psychotic. Yeah. But, uh, Uh, yeah. And, and now the, the red, the, the red light therapy. Now I got to ask for you, what the hell does red light therapy do for you? Like what, like, like truly, is it, is it something that you incorporate often? Uh, something I incorporate often, I usually just go for the full sun. Uh, cause I, right. I, think, I think it's hard to replicate, uh, you know, something natural with technology. Mm-hmm. And, and what's the deal? Why, why the, why the balls? Why the balls? Testosterone. I know I've always heard, I, I know the answer, but why, like why the, uh, well, that's the, skin, the thing people pick out more than anything. The guy tans his balls. Yeah. I mean the, the, the way that jumped in actually is, uh, you know, it's kind of speculative because uh, one thing we do know is like, all right, spraying magnesium on the balls. That was something that I uh, that I memed out there in uh, around 2018. And uh, people actually noticed that it, it worked crazy good. Now, how I found out about this was uh, when I found out that people at Raves who were on uh, Molly, which causes like a rapid depletion of magnesium, and, you know, people start like grinding their teeth. They get like this kind of lockjaw. Uh, that's magnesium depletion. Mm-hmm. And so what the ravers were doing to stop that was they were uh, spraying uh, magnesium oil on their balls. And of course, they were doing it because if you're going to do like transdermal absor- absorption, like where you're, ab- you're absorbing a uh, compound through the skin, the best place to do it is on the scrotum because that's where the skin is thinnest on the body. 
Mm. So it's, it's as simple as that. It's like that's the highest uptake. But then if you're looking at it at light, it's like, okay, well, you know, we know that uh, red light has these beneficial effects on cellular health. And the cells that produce testosterone are in the testes. And so it stands to reason if you want to improve the cellular mitochondrial health of your uh, Leydig cells, uh, the best way to do it is to uh, get about five to 10 minutes a day of red light exposure. Mm, I get it. So, um, you know, more, of course- more broadly speaking, like, you know, there's a testosterone increase from getting uh, red light on your chest or back. So it's mm-hmm. not dependent on the location. Um, but, you know, it's it's there's a little bit of meme magic that goes on there, too. You know, we like to have fun here. Yeah. And, and OK, we've talked uh, we've talked about this. I think we mentioned this almost every time you've been on. Like I always people could be like, wow, I would never. That's so stupid. Like the guy does tans, you know, tans balls, puts a red light on his ball, microwaves his ball. You hear all these all these things. Right. Like my, my thing is like it's just putting a light on your nuts. Like you guys put a shot in your arm that, you know, <laughs> that just came out. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's one thing, but I mean, yeah. if, look, if we're just, let's just, let's limit the discussion here just to balls for another example. All right. Y'all are cutting them off. Like you're castrating <laughs> children. People aren't ready for that one. Castrating children. And then even like, when you get cancer, it's like, it's, like, they think yeah. it's the most bizarre thing in the world that you're going to like shine a light on your balls for five to ten minutes a day but it's totally natural to just whack those babies off yeah because you're feeling some type of way yeah well i was thinking about this when it comes to you know the ftm stuff and like it seems like everything's okay except for increasing testosterone in today's world you know what i mean like any kind of Effort, any kind of body weightlifting, yeah, weight yeah. Brazilian butt lift, yeah, you can get one of those. All cool. million, yeah, there's a Except million things out there that that are celebrated that are really bad for the health, but uh, yeah, you, you lift some weights and all. Yeah, of a sudden it's, have it's you seen wrong. that yeah. the Brazilian the Brazilian butt ones when they go bad? It's like it's like necrotic Jeez, and stuff. What happens, dude? I don't even. I don't even. It's like when you. I think when they say it's like when you go to like the fucking you know you can't afford Doctor Miami you know and so you go you know you can't afford the guy with the show on E you know <laughs> you to to do that for you so you go to you know God knows where and um, maybe the guy maybe the guy's good maybe the guy isn't it's like a coin flip um you know but uh well, but yeah. Well, let's get into uh, just the light thing a little bit yeah. because this is it's the science behind it's really fast. Okay, let's let's yeah. talk about it. So set the record straight. The the story that will not be told about red light therapy, especially mentioned with you. Um, set the record straight. Red light therapy. Red light therapy. All right. So why does light matter? Right. It, it governs the sleep wake cycle. Pretty much all creatures. Right. Whether it's you know from men to microbes, uh, everything in between. You know, like New York Times had uh, done an article recently on how artificial light uh, from street lights in cities and such was uh, messing with migration patterns and messing with the biology of uh, wildlife. Right. And it's like, okay, well, if it's messing with the biology of wildlife, even though like it's a distant glow on the horizon and that's enough to mess with their biology, like what does it do to the people who are constantly (laughs) exposed to it, like right where the lights are? All right, that's for that's wrong, but we, we can't ask that question. But uh, <laughs> you know, throughout like like ninety nine percent of human history, uh, we got our light mostly from the sun or from campfires, and so 
you know, the, with the sun, the wavelength of uh, sunlight, it changes throughout the day. So it's like when it's lower in the sky, so like, you know, morning and late afternoon, uh, it goes through more atmosphere and that tends to uh, filter out blue light. Now, when it's high in the sky, like at noon, less blue light gets filtered out. Uh, and then you have like these kind of blue light uh, sections of the day at dawn and dusk. And so, now, you know, we've spent our entire history as a species uh, up until like 100 years ago with a very, uh, you know, predictable and natural uh, exposure to to light. And when we did have artificial light, you, know, you think of like a campfire, like that's very much on the warm side of the spectrum. Yeah. And so, yeah, our bodies have a relationship to, uh, to certain wavelengths of light and, you know, like blue light, uh, will wake you up more. And, um, and of course this becomes a problem when, you know, blue light exposure gets, uh, when it's not just when the sun is high in the sky, but when it's also late at night and you're looking into a screen or, uh, you know, someone's headlights or, uh, something else like this. So it, it ends up causing a lot of, uh, problems with the sleep cycles and uh you know in the past i'd say 15 years in particular i mean it really started with fluorescent lighting uh and that was deliberately blue and they put would put it in offices and schools and stuff because it would just keep you wide awake mm -hmm. and uh was supposed to maximize your productivity <clears throat> but uh you know, in the Bush administration, that was when they really started to make the turn towards uh, replacing the warmer incandescent light, uh, you know, which leans towards the red side of the spectrum with these uh, blue lights. And, you know, I think the, uh, the issue is, you know, blue light is a, is like a stimulant. And, you know, of course we, we covered stimulants on an episode of the the back wall yes, we how, did. Uh, overstimulation will catch up to you mm -hmm. and uh on a, a cellular level like when you're constantly being stimulated you know to be like wide awake and and all of this well that leads to uh to oxidative stress it starts to mess with the cellular metabolism uh, that leads to damage to the mitochondrial dna uh, the production of free radicals damage to the retina cells uh and you know finally like suppression of hormone production because it just becomes kind of exhausted right so it's all just over stimulated uh and i think it's actually one of the one of the factors that uh has led to the rise in uh obesity and metabolic diseases like type 2 diabetes uh, and jack cruz uh doctor he he goes into light in a big way like much much more uh spurgy than i can even absorb but uh you know he's talked about how countries like brazil and india when they switched to uh the more energy efficient compact compact fluorescent bulbs they basically outlawed incandescent bulbs uh they started to see like rises in obesity and you know mitochondrial diseases uh even without like a significant change in the kind of food people were eating and the total calories that were uh that were absorbed. So his, uh, his theory behind it is that a lot of this is related to, uh, the way that radiation impacts our metabolism, whether that's uh, light radiation 
like the uh, the blue lights, or whether that's even uh, non-native EMF like uh, Wi-Fi and mm-hmm. 5G and that sort of thing. So that that's impacting people's metabolism and making it more sluggish. And so that's leading to basically people not burning as many calories. And so they're not eating that much more, but it's just that they're, they're not getting rid of as much of it as they used to. And so it's, it's kind of catching up with people. Yeah. Uh, so the, and the other thing too, is like the, the blue light that comes from artificial s- sources, it's much different than the natural blue light that we're exposed to outside. Um, so like, even when the sun is in its blue light phase, uh, it's, it's still, there's still infrared light being emitted. And that's something you don't get with fluorescent led or OLED. Interesting. And, uh, you, you know, so the ratio of blue light to red light exposure has just gotten worse and worse, uh, in recent years. And yeah. a lot of it was accelerated when, uh, when Bush banned the, uh, sale of incandescent light bulbs. It was like to push Americans to switch to uh, compact fluorescent LED bulbs. Oh, I hate that. That was actually one of the uh, one of the best things that Trump ever did. One of the first things he did when he took office was to get rid of that policy and bring back incandescent. You know, because Trump knows that like lighting is important and nobody looks good under under blue light. I, I actually think that blue light might have been invented to sell like SSRIs uh, simply because. Like I stayed at this Airbnb uh, about a year and a half ago and there were these like compact pack fluorescent bulbs that were in the bathroom. And honestly, I sank into a, a week long depression because I just looked horrible every time I looked at myself in the mirror. And I just felt like I had aged you know, 20 years. My skin looked horrible. My hair looked horrible. I just, uh, you know, it was like I, I lost three points. Yeah, like a uh, demon appears behind you sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh my god! And uh, I mean, it, I and why I really, really hate blue light is uh, it, it got to a point where, uh, like before I was started wearing the blue light blocker glasses. I'm wearing them right now. Where the headlights, <laughs> nice. The headlights from these uh, newer LED, you know, high intensity discharge uh, headlights for cars they would give me migraines. Like I'd be driving, you know, at night and, you know, someone would like come around a curve and I just get flash in the flash in the face. And it's like, I'm seeing stars and before my eyes and it's like, okay, I got to get pulled over within the next 15 minutes because it's, it's going to be like elephants uh, running through my brain all night. You know, it it was, uh, it's pretty bad. And that's one of those things that now that I've, uh, started using like the blue light blockers and uh you know avoiding it as much as i can um it's enough to where i can i can tolerate it um you know bits of it without you know i've gotten rid of the migraines um knock on wood um for a good year and a half now but uh i i still am on a jihad like Back when I, uh, back when Trump had a Twitter account and retweeted me once, you know, how like people sell, uh, sell things in the, the next tweet below, or they'll like add their GoFundMe for gender transition. Mine was like, uh, now that you've retweeted me, can you please ban <laughs> LED headlights? Oh, yeah. that would have been so sick. Uh, M- mandate red lights. 
Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Uh, well. At least uh, free red lights for uh, yeah, yeah, for, for those for real, yeah, American, come, for real yeah. American patriots. Yeah, exactly, one hundred percent. Yeah, they're they're using this stuff to uh, to you know treat Parkinson's disease. Like there's uh there are researchers in on France the... that have built uh these devices that strap strap onto your head that have uh, lasers that can penetrate the skull and uh you know irradiate the uh the neurons so that they'll uh they'll start producing yeah. i've heard people with like with just like kind of like chronic like joint pain and stuff like using it like over over like span of months and just being like i you know i feel better you know like it's just it's better than and you know it, or it works people will say it's as good but i don't have to take as many pain meds you know and um i i've heard i've heard stuff like that i really need to do it i need i need to I need to get on it. It's just, it's like these people always talk about it like it's some huge commitment you have to make, right? Like this huge, like, oh, I would never, like, how could you? It's like, it's quite easy. I mean, you, like, especially if you are sedentary, just have it on, you know, like get the little one and, and have it on when you're on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Well, another thing with the, uh, with the ball signing that, uh, an angle that they tried is it turns out that like the first study to ever look at this was done in 1939. And uh, they were trying to cure homosexuality, so they were <laughs> they had this angle in there that like, um, you know that like it, it was like some kind of Nazi science or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what Mike Pence was using for in his uh, uh conversion. Yeah, in his, uh, in his camps. Yeah, the, yeah, they were just using red light therapy. <laughs> that's all it was on the balls too. It was very uh, no, um, but the uh, so I mean, does it? when you notice and we don't have to get too much into like, you know, personal details, but like when you notice, like you might expect it from like mainstream lib media outlets and stuff. But like when you see it, I even saw some of the people that I thought were like cool and based kind of like, fuck this shit. Like they're going whole holistic. Like there's like a kind of thing where like, like you ever see, did you see the post of the, the lady on Twitter the other day that was like getting like ripped apart for being like holistic or something like, and like I saw a bunch of right wing people being like, we cannot let these holistic people you know uh get get big and like you know i there's a few talking heads i don't want to name the names or anything i think a lot of people fight just to fight it's like it doesn't so matter true. it doesn't matter what's actually happening it's just maybe like, they're staring uh, at the phone light and the phone light yeah. isn't quite I mean, good for you you know some some people are like well you know you can't build like a political movement around this and uh you know you, you're distracting from the issues that really matter and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, you know, I'm not a, not a policy staffer. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not working for the RNC or something or, or, or whatever. Exactly. Like, Why is that my responsibility? I, Why, I, yeah. I cared about this before Twitter, um, more than these other issues I'm supposed to care about. And I still care about, uh, this probably more, you know, like where, why does where it ranks yeah. on my priority list even matter when I basically share the same views? Yeah, it's like yeah. the thing you like becoming the week of discourse on Twitter sucks because you're like, where are all these people coming from? Even the people who are like now adopting it, even just as like a kind of like badge for the week that they can use to like win arguments and stuff and the people hating on it. And, you know, they, they, they have the same thing. It's like this almost like kind of synthetic belief in either side. And you're just like, well, I just like this. Like, I don't if you want to assign personality traits to me, that's fine for liking this but like i don't know you if i didn't tell you that you wouldn't have known you know so like what's this well, like people you know 
the the discourse has just gotten so uh has gotten so tedious because you know it used to be you could just kind of uh say things that were kind of unorthodox right you know some people might just kind of brush it off like they weren't going to get mad about it and then some other people would be like wow that's interesting like you know can you uh expand on it or whatever you know they actually were interested in maybe finding out where you're coming from and now it's like uh this sounds different than what people in my group would say. So like, let's organize some kind of dog pile and, you know, freeze this person as like a, a target or like some kind of enemy or specter or something. And I'm like, you know, I don't know, get outside, get some sun on your balls. Cause this is uh, yeah. more ridiculous, but like the, you know, one of the things uh, that, that was more recent is I just mentioned that, uh, I get it was when the hippie discourse came up and I didn't even know like where it was coming from or whatever else, but oh, I'd seen so, a post so by uh seasonal click farm worker about you know the relationship between like hippies and the right wing, and I, I was agreeing with them and I was uh saying that you know the counterculture was actually uh aspects of it, like with flower children and, and some of the other groups, mm-hmm. uh were actually reactionary. They were reacting against the post-war industrial paradigm that took place in, uh, you know, in, in the aftermath of World War II, uh, which you know it was a radically transforming. And we got into a lot of new innovations, stuff like uh, people moving three thousand miles away for a job, people living in tract housing, which is like neither city or neither country, uh, all of this stuff, which was a huge shock like this is this was a huge jump into modernity like you can read uh you know joan didion's uh slouching toward bethlehem like that collection of essays which just kind of brilliantly uh disposes of the narrative that like the, the 1950s were the ideal and she's actually like actually these people were pretty much you know a lot of people were disconnected from their families the generation who grew up uh in that environment a lot of them like ran away to san francisco and ended up being being pimped out for meth at like the age of 14. like there were serious social consequences uh to the you know the way life was in the 50s uh, and the nuclear family was a shrinking of the family unit because it it kind of cut grandma and grandpa yeah, right and like asian style picture. like how asians have like the yeah. actual nu- uh, yeah. nuclear family so you know that was a lot of what the uh the the young people in the 60s were reacting to uh and you look at it there it's pretty clear that uh, at least aesthetically a lot of them were trying to go back to uh sort of a pre-war american way of life so they were uh growing their hair long which is trad uh mm-hmm. women Very were wearing long dresses trad uh you know, dressing kind of more simply, you had like the back to the land movement, people were going out and doing homesteading, right? Like they're like little house in the prairie style. And the thing about it was though, is it never got coded as being reactionary or right wing uh, by most because the political right at the time was all in on like scientism and technology and industry and you know massive growth and yeah. jumping into the future and so there was really no uh no way 
for that to be expressed as right-wing politics, even though there was a genuine right-wing urge that underpinned it. And uh, there's an old PBS uh, documentary series that I had, uh, you know, I had linked a clip from it under the tweet I'd made where, you know, there was a guy who was explaining this a lot better than me. And, uh, you know, a guy who's like on a Southern Poverty Watch, uh, Southern Poverty Law Center watch list for being like a hateful new confederate or something. So like hardly a hippie sympathizer uh, as you would, you know, maybe think of it. But he was just a, he was actually just a, uh, a guy who knew what was up and he was like yeah actually a lot of this was was really reactionary and uh it was a missed opportunity by the political right and you know a lot of those people actually ended up in the reagan movement in the 80s or as uh as ron paul type libertarians uh and you know that was that was really where i was coming from with that it was just like this all oh, this you know dogpiling oh how, how can this person say this and like this is insane and they're trying to make hippies the next big thing i'm like i've been saying this stuff for years like this is nothing new like this is not you know part of yo i was so yeah when you conspiracy it's like that's i've always had that kind of orientation like yeah I, that's what you know, i that's what i like about you i think glenn feels the same though is that you don't have you don't have to do this revisionist history of like actually it was this way when it's like no i remember it it wasn't that way yeah, you don't have to that's shoehorn I, your ideology into history type thing yeah yeah that's yeah, how i feel that, about like the whole you know like gmos and vaccine laws in the late 80s you know it's like th that was like a neoliberal slash conservative reagan project you know yeah. and no one no none of the right wingers were like against the, or like the i'm talking the mainstream they were it was all part of the program you know and it was just i don't yeah. know there's this weird you like, would have to be Twitter like a Ron Paul libertarian to exactly. really be on the right and and find like common well who i've always i've always respected those guys i yeah. always had a bunch yeah. of friends that were ron paul guys Huge and they're all just good guys paul 2012 dude. the uh, old school the old school libertarians were just uh you know they had absolute integrity they you know even guys today i think like Thomas Massey is the main one. Yeah, I, yeah, he's the one politician I get excited about, really. Honestly. He was, I think he cast one of the only he might have cast the only vote against the covid funding because he said it was oh, going yeah. to lead to massive inflation. And Trump got so pissed off about it that Trump called for him to lose his seat in the primary. Yeah. Like and doesn't, in that and primary doesn't campaign, he... Trump endorsed an opponent. Was and like, doesn't he build, doesn't he build his own like shit, like his own like energy shit? Like, oh, I yeah, yeah. Like he's like off the grid you know whole yeah. earth catalog like yeah he runs like a, his house on a tesla battery i think <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i just got a base on, on solar yeah. power all of this he's like yeah you know solar's great just i don't support subsidies and you know yeah. let's, let's which is honestly that is but, the he his idea his life is the ideal green energy system you know like personal distributed but also yeah, you I, know what i mean it's like that's that is the way he nailed yeah it. i, I nailed respect it. him a lot because he has absolute integrity he says what he's thinking he doesn't yeah. do like the political dissimulation thing and he also lives it in his real life uh, right so yeah that that dude is is one like you look at and it's like okay based 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 yeah his votes he's one of the only ones who uh who voted against the ukraine funding mm -hmm. uh, he's just he's a sharp guy and uh he sees where the ball is heading not where the ball is at right now and uh yeah he's 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 one of the very very few uh yeah. good ones that doesn't go in the list but yeah. uh 
the yeah the holistic the, the but just now like holistic now everything the problem is is like really with 24 7 i don't think people understand like 24 7 content feeds like this is the result of it where any act is considered political any yeah. act could change the world any act like any single consumer choice is like which i actually i put a lot of stuff on consumer choice i think if you're a bad consumer you're fucking you, yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna make it in my opinion but you know like i agree but some of these people will be like well you tan your balls you're probably going to be a school shooter or at least a a allow school shootings to happen you know like like those are that's which is ironic because if all school shooters sunned their balls they probably wouldn't be school shooters yeah. Dang, so come on dude so yeah preach preach dude elliot roger it's like he needed that... some sun on down there dude yeah he... well also i mean let's be real about school shooters like they are uh if it wasn't for big pharma would they exist boom we breed them yeah. we breed them we literally we're like they're the pigs that we feed wrapped candy to but just i mean it's crazy <laughs> how you introduce prozac as the first antidepressant and then all of a sudden that's when the school like 1988 Dude, even like accutane remember accutane people nobody oh, yeah. remembers the accutane thing where like a bunch of yep. kids like killed themselves yep. and stuff and we're like i ever since i started taking this i fucking feel like i want to kill myself yeah you know and like all this stuff and like just all these weird things we put like we you know we've we've talked about that on here a lot just the way we the childhood cycle of just like pumping them full yeah. they we are they are like no joke like factory farmed kids yeah like it's insane exactly so with the with now, where the where where the hippie thing went to that what what it's really uh what really sucks about it all is like how there's this social media driven tendency to really reduce everything to the most simplistic terms like hippies as an entire class like every last one of them anyone who was tangentially involved in the counterculture, like they're all bad and they all fit into this one little box. I want to put right. them in and they're like a class enemy. You know, it's like a fundamentally uh, low IQ Marxoid uh, way of looking at the world instead of, you know, the, the actual history is really fascinating, which is, you know, understanding how that movement turned sour like the elements that came in that brought in a more sinister uh vibe to the whole thing this is something i think uh paul thomas anderson did a great job of of covering in uh the movie inherent vice which is uh -huh. a masterpiece great, great movie and uh and also quentin tarantino did a good job of this and once upon a time in hollywood mm -hmm. and you know how with the uh you know you had cointel pro you had uh the manson family and all the weird stuff that that went on with that case where like manson's shrink was a guy who worked for the cia and <laughs> you know that when manson and the family were in san francisco they were part of this uh free clinic that was actually a covert mk ultra project and uh that same psychiatrist that Manson had also visited Timothy McVeigh, like within 48 hours of the Oklahoma city bombing. And he had, he had some other like, like Sirhan Sirhan, other high profile, uh, terrorist and, and assassins and this sort of thing. And like, you know, all the crazy stuff that really started to seep in, in the, uh, in the late sixties with the, uh, you had the, uh, incident at the, I think the Altamont Mont Speedway was where, uh, you know, observers from the time said like, that's where things really started to take on like this dark paranoid edge. 
and uh you know the explosion in the drug culture right the use of uh you know lsd which was like considered this that something that the hippies brought on america but it was actually something that uh the government deployed in mass on americans uh mm -hmm. through the mk ultra experiments and yeah. like you know like that's how lsd like kind of got out and became a thing it's like <laughs> you know the 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 U.S. government was right. uh, using people as guinea pigs and, uh, you know, putting it in the water cooler at Langley. So Langley. <laughs> that yeah. happened. And then you had the race, race politics. You had uh, like Weather Underground, Students for Democratic Society, like the, the, the uh, overtly political elements that became really like crazy uh leftist revolutionary you know like it became all about like uh white trust fund kids out doing terrorism for black power you know, like where have we heard this song before and i think the problem is like when when we fail to really uh go in depth and you know seriously uh look at you know what happened in the 60s and 70s and like what what were the good elements what were the bad elements like what could have been if these other things didn't happen uh you know if we don't do that i, I think we're not able we're not going to be able to maneuver through the situation we're in which in in many ways like we're just living a repeat of the 70s right now yeah so, it does feel that way you know i think if uh i think if people were like more serious and open-minded and you know really curious about what had happened uh you know we could we could probably steer you know our country as it is we could steer it in a more positive direction and you know it reminds me of that quote um i think by me uh <laughs> i added on to it you know there's the line right, right those who fail to learn from history are doomed to repeat it and then i added and those who do learn from history are doomed to sit by and watch everyone else repeat it oh yeah i mean it's kind of true and like that's that's all this you know and like you you get a lot of the people um and i just want to this this the, I, you get a lot of people who want to say well you really believe that shit works and it's like you really believe that shit works this little quirky health thing that you do and you know what i've always said this those people don't even understand the placebo effect so even if it doesn't work it still helps me you know like you know because i think it helps me like people people don't actually like even understand that and like we're dealing with these people who are constantly sad none of the people that are really like really coming at you in a crazy way like they're not advertising their life to you in a good way you know so it's like what you, you don't have anything to lose. None of the stuff that we are saying right now requires like this insane commitment. Other unlike these other people, you have to ask your doctor about this drug and do the do the about this drug and really alter your life in this way. And and like it, it just makes me mad when people act like it's if, if you want to make your jokes, that's fine. But I can always people made jokes for years, but you can always now you can hear the hate in the jokes and you're like, yeah. man, just like, what, why, like, why are you treating it? Why are you treating this so poorly? You know, like, why are you treating, why are you freaking out so much about one guy doing something to someone? And, and basically, why are you mad, bro? Why are you mad? Yeah. Like, so, so Ben, I, I have to ask though, what, because I had what, what I have one more thing I have to discuss for you after this. Give me just your overall message to the haters, dude. Cause I know that that's like why we're doing, this is the bat signal. Like what's the overall message to the haters, man? Uh, keep up the work straight up dude I, I was proud of you man like i know it was probably nervous for you but like I would, i'd freak out if that was me i was like dude i'm fucking proud of ben 
But, I, I appreciate the haters because uh, it's when people don't talk about you that you got to worry. It's it's go. a fact, dude. It's a, it's a fact. And like, to me, it's like, th that's your best shot. You know, I don't, I, yeah, like, I, I feel like Donald Trump right now, like a real estate tycoon because I'm just living rent free in so many people's heads. It, it's, I mean, it's tough to disagree. I'm like, I'm like BlackRock, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like the Chinese in California. <laughs> yeah. Straight up. So well, also just also like, like, like making fun of hippie health shit generally doesn't, uh it's it doesn't doesn't have a long shelf life you're going to be on the wrong side of history if you go against us hippies you know what i mean it's like it's the south park That's episode it. with the with the truth.org dude where like yeah. they think they're the happy fun people telling you to stop smoking like the truth.org that was one of the best south park episodes ever and i oh I, the, and the oh the the anti-smoking where you, then you go to the yeah. anti-smoking thing and everybody's just like like dead like dried up sponge you know just walking <laughs> around and then you go to like the smoking like the fucking you know i think it was philip morris or something but like the smoking there the people are just like people are just happy whistling down the hallway and it's like that's us that we're happy yeah. like we enjoy this stuff like and i when i feel unhappy it's when i'm deviating from that you know yeah. like, yeah. like it's yeah. it's truly well, these, it's, yeah these people know. who are perpetually angry i mean they're not going to be with us for that long if you understand what stress hormones does to uh come longevity on. come on it's like <laughs> i feel it every day unfortunately i need to i need to be better yeah like i need to i need to be better and i can't imagine what it's like for those people who are just constantly have that kind of like hater kind of th thing and it's like dude i'm sorry you just got lied to like you've been lied to your whole life, but like you got like straight up performatively, like all lights on everybody lied to from March, 2020 on to now. And you still think like, wow, Rolling Stone, they're so right. So true about uh red light therapy being bullshit. I won't, I won't check the archives, you know, like, just, yeah. uh, no, you're right. Yeah. It's straight up juked out of their shoes on like a, you know what I mean? On like a, yeah. Like and a I'm talking move. to some of the base yeah. people that they like still can't be like, yeah, I mean, toothpaste, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, I just got red. No, come on, come with me. Like, you yeah. know, come with me. It's fine. I've already had a couple dude. I've already put some people onto some shampoo. Like there are people thanking us, you know, like, just like, like, thank you for helping me just find a better shampoo. I'm so much happier now, you know, like, I think the, the thing to remember with haters though, it's like, it's, it's not you that they actually hate. Mm -hmm. uh they hate good stuff and no taste. the thing is like they wanted they wanted good stuff for themselves they wanted good stuff to happen and then it didn't happen and so like now they're mad at everybody else it's like the guy who's like in the you know the beat up uh 92 osmobile like looking over at the guy in the escalade like he's the one making messed up decisions yeah, it's like straight up dude straight up well i mean that's that's wonderful and the last thing the last thing i want to talk about it's, it's different than this but uh sai sai has yet to like truly unleash on this so i'm happy to hear this too uh alex jones he's got to pay a bunch of money for for saying saying some bad bad words i don't necessarily need i i want to talk a little bit about alex jones here but i i'm not hip to sandy hook about what happened or anything but like Sai sent me a tweet that you had where the where there was he was like Ben gets it. This is why I like Ben. Ben Robbie, gets it. Robbie, uh, what's his face? The dad, the laughing dad. Yeah, the, the laughing dad. The laughing you, said, dad. you said Alex Jones has to pay a bunch yeah. of money because he thought this was weird, basically. Yeah, yeah, I mean there was there was that. I mean that's uh, the, the clips for for the listeners. Uh, the clip is worth looking up because it's uh, you know you'll you'll have some context on this, but. Yeah, it's a dad coming out to a press conference and he's like laughing and then like 
walks up to the mic uh, and is still like kind of laughing and then gets into character. Like, he looks down, takes a couple breaths and then, you know, like bereavements there. Right. Uh, so it was a really weird body language sort of thing. And it's not really what anyone would expect uh, out of someone who, you know, their, their six year old uh, kid has just been murdered in a school shooting. Uh, that wasn't the only, I mean, there were just a lot of things about Sandy hook that were just weird, right? Like there was, I remember this aerial footage. I, I haven't been able to find it posted anywhere online. Uh, seems to be memory hold, but it was an aerial footage of the school and you could see like somebody running up into the woods away from the school. Yo, there's those uh, two, there's okay. Well, I want to get into the details, but first I want to say like the, my only thing with this there's like five or six things because i remember when this happened where i was like what the fuck and i feel you're the same ben where you're you're just the like corner, the, the corner, crazy oh, yeah. creepy corner yeah well, the Ooh, one i had okay so you yeah. talked about the the woods yeah there was like two guys running into the woods and the cops let them go and then like some crazy shit like that and then there was another aerial footage of this the the school and it was like it was kind of like this just happened in the news blah 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 but and it showed the gym right and it showed the same like 10 or 20 kids rotating in and out of the gym in a circular like in and out in and out in and out and it's like what okay that's that's fake like why why are they doing that if this you know if this actually happened why are they bringing these kids in and out of the gym you know so it's just Again, I was never too like, and and then I saw you know AJ get into all that whole scene and everything, and yeah, and I was and never. And, and for the record, I do not defend the whole parent thing or like you know whatever happened there, which I think is overblown. By the with way, with that, with that, yeah. like people have made the argument that it's like a maybe like some kind of weird trauma response or something, mm -hmm. and you know I would give the benefit of, of the doubt on that. Like there is weird stuff. Yeah. Yes. I was yes. thinking that too. I'm like, I've seen people like cry in the weirdest ways. Like, like, yeah. yeah or laugh that. before they cry. Yeah. I've seen yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. But like, that looked, but, that felt different though. That felt different. Yeah. yeah so, I have, yeah. I, the clip is very odd. Like it's very, it doesn't yeah, seem like the progression so, between the two emotions is natural. I think is what people are thinking. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's so it's like, it's not even that the clip is, is even, uh, proving anything or whatever it's just like the way i'm looking at it is you know it's saying that that that's weird like is that really something that yeah, uh a billion, there be a dollars, billion dollar judgment on yeah exactly you know i mean maybe just the standard should be like maybe we shouldn't parade grieving parents in front of uh tv cameras right after their kids are killed like for for some sort of political agenda mm -hmm. You know, like maybe it's not appropriate to shove cameras in people's faces at those times. Uh, but the thing, I think the broader uh, implications of the case, it, it's not good at all because, you know, Alex Jones has been the canary in the coal mine for uh, mm -hmm. what the regime does to silence dissidents. He was the first one to be deplatformed from Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the other socials. And that laid the groundwork for every band that came after that. Yeah. And the thing that uh, that I worry about with this case is that we'll start to see a lot of other people be hit with just insane lawsuits like this, just a total lawfare. And we've already seen like uh, George Floyd's family is going after Kanye for two hundred and fifty million dollars because wow. Kanye said that uh, George Floyd, uh, you know, had, like 
died of died of a fentanyl overdose. Well, the medical examiner's report shows the concentration of fentanyl in George Floyd's bloodstream. It's it's two times above you know uh, what could be a lethal dose. So it's like you know Kanye wasn't getting that from nowhere. It wasn't just something he was making up. Like that's yeah, even if that's wrong, that, it shouldn't cost any money. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's very. I mean, it's a lot more truthful than uh, than what we're told on a daily exactly. basis. Exactly, you got lied to, like straight yeah. up lied to, and it's admitted now that it's a lie by the people that lied to you. Yeah, yeah. Like, so <laughs> Alex Jones stands to lose more than the Sackler family, who's killed like hundreds of thousands yeah. of Americans through yeah. opioids. Uh, Pfizer, uh, Moderna, J and J, like no vaccine yeah, company pays. Any liability well, exactly. whatsoever. Think about the people you can't sue instead of how easy it is to sue somebody. Right. Just yeah. think about that. Right. And so if other, you're killed yeah. by a drug company, you get you get zero dollars, right? But uh they have no liability, right? Because it would be outrageous to demand that uh that they take any responsibility for for what they do. But if you say that okay, this guy who had twice the uh the level of fentanyl it would take to kill most adults. In his system, like I think he probably, I think he might have died of uh, fentanyl poisoning. Uh, that is, you know, that's such a heinous act, which is just expressing an opinion, right? You're not actually hurting anyone. About a, a public but event, a, it's not like you're saying this about your coworker and getting him fired. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're saying this about something that happened on exactly. TV that everybody was shown for months and months yeah. and months and months. Even the raw footage of that stuff. Well, that was my yeah, thing with so, the, with the Alex uh, with the Alex Jones. That'll thing, cost but... you two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. It's two hundred and fifty million more than than these people are going to pay for for killing God knows how many. These uh, things just get to a point where you're you're not even allowed to like the Vegas shooting thing, where it's like it happens, it's so sketch, and then you it becomes like ten layers removed from reality, where you're not even you're you. You're, you're not even questioning the questions anymore. You know, it's it, it just becomes immediately lost into like it becomes a memory hold, you know, and it's it just becomes like an echo of time. And then you're the weirdo for, for questioning like a Vegas shooting or something like that, you know, and which is the sketchiest one. I just just I mean, it's just so fucking weird. Also, didn't Kanye like before all this went down, didn't he like pay like the college fund for the kids of George Floyd? Too? Like, which is more it? than Black Lives Matter did for Tamir Rice, by the way. Like that money never went to like the mom never even got money to bury him, and but they used his name to make a bunch of money. It's like these. That's it's great. like it. None of this shit matters. It's like it's like that's the problem. Is like we're being moralistic to people who have no yeah. morals. They have people. They have market based morals. You did know, you like, hear that like, uh, one of morals. the one of the writers at uh he was an investigative reporter at one of the las vegas papers he was like murdered straight up outside of his house yeah yeah, uh, yeah. he was like one of the last journalists yeah that was that got that got no vegas. coverage yep. man yep. yeah so it's crazy yeah. how the the ones the ones that deserve the most questions are the, the ones that you're allowed to question the least you know that's just that's the crazy thing and AJ just represents the the pinnacle of that. He's like the guy that is questioning all this stuff, right? And I don't know, man. It's it's just it's a fucking wacky world. And, and it's just no, and yeah. it, it hurts, man. It hurts yeah. watching seeing that. It's like I don't even like watch Alex Jones. Like I truly don't. Like it's not like some like people just like yeah. People does anyone prescribe watch Alex people? Jones? <laughs> That's what I no, I mean, you see the clips. So, like I, I got... look, it's I don't hate him. I don't. Res I, I mean, I respect like what he did. Like I, I like think he said a lot of shit that was like 
you know, at least got people got people to find out maybe a less theatrical version of the story, like, you know, and, and still maybe come to the same conclusion. Like, well, I, I think, respect that. I think Alex Jones needs to be viewed uh, kind of beyond just political punditry or whatever. I mean, Alex Jones is an artist. Yeah, he's an entertainer. For like sure. he is a he is a cultural icon uh, that, you know, is I mean, it, it's his show is better than anything Hollywood's putting out these days. I mean that. I agree. But, uh, it was interesting what one one thing he said around the time that he got banned back in 2017. It was he got banned in August of 2017. And in July of 2017 was when he was talking about how they were planning a pandemic. <laughs> Damn. And you know, he was talking like they're gonna use vaccines to on the populate and all of this, like all of the stuff you've you've heard in the past year or so. Like he was saying it in 2017, like this is about to happen. Yeah, you know, they're going to use it, uh, they're gonna use the pandemic to enact like massive uh censorship. All right. You know, like this was gonna be the event that was going to really shut off the internet as a uh Dude. as a form of free speech. Add it to the yeah. wind, add it to the wind column. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I mean. It's like you get punished for like being accurate. I mean, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like you and like and look, the Sandy Hook, I, I said this is the most I've even delved into. I never it's something I know. I never really looked at like mass shooting conspiracies or anything. But like, again, he didn't kill the kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. like he like people like. Right. That's not up for debate, right? Like nobody has that take that Alex Jones actually killed the children with his with his own guns, right? Like nobody, but you know, that's quite the punishment for somebody who wasn't directly involved with a crime. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. It's just that's quite the punishment. Which what is, do you guys like? Think? People think it's cool because it's just punishing your political enemies. It's like you don't like think. Like, you don't even think about anything beyond just like a meme, you know? Like it's yeah. just like fuck, man. Some of these people. What do you think about the? And I'm not the biggest, like Alex Jones is a controlled op type person. I know that's a common right. sentiment. I, I I could see it. I'm not saying it's not true. But like was a po- it K- poisoning? Like yeah. a poison pill, though. But K- was it KB? I don't want to describe. It was some one of our. It was KB who we just had on, or um, or maybe Billy or something. Or one of one of them was like, it's it's sketchy that he went through this whole lawsuit. And kind of what had his tail between his legs and didn't bring up any of this stuff that would kind of exonerate him. It almost like he just took it on the chin and he's like, I'm sketched out by that. And that got me thinking, I'm not going to lie. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Is he, is he playing the role here too? You know, or so I, I just thought that was interesting. You know, I'm kind of 50, 50 on it. And yeah. Uh, so I, I think that it was probably, uh, you know, it was a lot of it was lawyers pretty much all of it was lawyers because um you know i mean clients like like lawyers can fire their clients and sometimes a a good defense lawyer uh they'll tell you like this is what you're going to do and if you don't do it i'm going to walk away uh and somebody like alex jones is going to have uh a hard time getting a good lawyer anyway yeah it's it's not a case you want to take yeah it's like uh i mean it's like Donald Trump can't get a good lawyer for his various issues because, um, 
you know, like law firms who he, he had hired, like they turned around and some of them turned around like a couple of days later and be like, ah, we can't work with you at all. You know, we apologize for taking him away as a client. Like, like that old liberal uh, public defender mindset of like, you know, every last person. Yeah. Would a, you defend Hitler? Like, you know, like the, the, yeah. the like that philosophical like, question. Yeah. That that's dead and gone. It's like, so we're in a, uh, I mean, we really have gone into a, a dark mirror world where like mm -hmm. even uh, getting legal representation, right. in a, in a court, in a trial where you could, you know, end up like either going to prison or paying a billion dollars that that's really difficult. So, you know, the, the case was not to, um, was not to litigate the event of Sandy Hook. It was, I think, more focused on some technical details right. of like what words did he say? And, you know, they, the court just kind of takes it as like, yeah. you know, it's already a fact that events happen this, this, and this way. And like, that's not really something that uh, you're going to be able to litigate in a courtroom. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're already, you're already working off of like the complete normie version of events. And that's taken as the gospel truth in a courtroom. And if you say anything else, the judge will stop you. We'll send the jury out and we'll then like that, which is, which is what happened. Like he didn't even give a full throated defense, but he would just, you know, if, if you go back and look at some of the trial clips, you know, he would just say, well, like I was reading in a paper and, a ju and the judge would start banging our gavel. And, you know, it's like, uh, pause for a second, wait for the jury to be let out. And then she would like give him a tongue lashing. Yeah. You know, huh. And, yeah Bingham. oh yeah her that, gavel were crazy. Her <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah but and you look at her you look at her uh facebook profile picture and it's like a it's got the sticker like let's get vaccinated she's wearing a mask and then one of the other stickers was like vote blue no matter who and you know it was a total yeah. political trial and that's you know people who followed the the trial of kyle rittenhouse um uh, i remember a lot of them were kind of freaking out because it wasn't like a courtroom tv drama which is like the uh you know aspirational idea of what the justice right. system looks like like they actually got to see what a real trial looks like even if it's with a good judge it's like even with good lawyers there were like these moments where you know defense would like forget to say something or forget to bring something up right freaking out like uh kyle's gonna go to jail what's gonna you know it's uh I think people got a, a good look into like just how high stakes and uh, kind of wild west the whole <laughs> the whole uh, ordeal of going through a trial in America is like these days. Yeah, it's like, it's like a coin flip, man. If you don't if you don't get a good judge, you know you're screwed. Like some judges will just habitually, um, you know, do what the what a certain prosecutor you know they like a certain prosecutor and they'll just kind of habitually like right on that guy's side or whatever it's it's uh they may have their own bias it, there's a lot of issues that go on so it's it's like you're not guaranteed a fair shake in uh in our legal system uh and that's you know that's that's probably been all but always the case to some extent but it has gotten a lot worse a lot no a lot more noticeably worse uh in the past uh decade or so yeah no absolutely um 
Well, I mean, you know, I I, I didn't have much more uh, uh, for for tonight. But Ben, is there any closing remark? Any any last hot takes that we didn't that we didn't get to that that that, that you want to say right now? Because I mean, it's been great. It's been great having you on again. Uh, I think we covered them. Um, yeah, I think we got I, them, but... a lot of my mental energy lately is going into figuring out what exactly the lunar eclipse on election night means. Oh man, I think it's going to be. Does it mean that the uh, the feminine power of the moon is going to be like covered up, and that's going to like take out a bunch of women candidates? Or mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. Got to consult the crystals on this one. Just uh, think about it. Just think about it. You know, we'll consult it, and it's also yeah. the thing is it's a it's a full lunar eclipse. It's happening on a supermoon, uh, a full supermoon, and yeah. you know, very wild event. It's going to happen on election night. And the uh, if you look at the line on the map of like what part of the United States will be able to see like the full entire, you know, whole moon is covered. It, it cuts right through Arizona. Uh, <laughs> so they're going to be like, that's going to be like the first state that it really fully shines on as a uh, as an eclipse. And so I, I don't know. I, I wonder, does that mean that uh, Carrie Lake is the moon child or, you know, like, will she rise and become uh you know turn america from a republic into a uh, monarchy who knows we'll, we'll we'll know we'll okay this is something that maybe we don't even learn. i bring this up because i think there are probably listeners if there's any show whose listeners will will have a good insight into what this all might mean i think uh i think rare candy is the one yeah. Oh man, thanks for giving us a great audio clip for that too. I could just play that on a soundboard even when you're not here. Just, just, just you know, I love that. So yeah, oh, it, absolutely, always a pleasure. The keys under the doormat whenever you need to come back on the show. And uh, yeah, uh, we need, like I said, we need to go. We need to go to Big Sur. I'm. I, I was only. I, I hope you weren't joking about that because I will meet you at Big Sur. I, I am not joking about that. Yeah, we need to look together. Yeah, yeah. So need to do that. So uh, everyone followed at Graduated Ben. I'm sure you already do, but uh, make sure you do that and uh, give the hippies a chance, man. The hippies are cool. I'm not all the way a hippie. I can't claim hippie because I. It's more so a shortcoming of me, you know. Not that that I don't feel right taking the title, but I'm I'm trying to get there. Well, they, you never want to go full hippie too. It's good to have a little. 100. percent You got to have a little bit of redneck mixed in there. Yep. Redneck, I'm a little yuppie too. I mean, I'll I'll say it. I'm a little. I'm a city boy, so like, like I'm like, like David Allen Coe said, uh, my long hair just can't cover up my redneck. <laughs> yeah, so true, man. Well, uh, anyways, thanks again, Ben. Everybody have a safe week. All right, see you guys later. Peace.